Welcome to your typical Shono protagonist. He's Kai. I'm Kells, and today we're talking about is Demon Slayer overhype? First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I feel like, you know, the world is my oyster, and I like oysters, so there's that. One big-ass oyster. I love it. Never go hungry again, except till it spoils. Yes. Um, But the conversation here is, uh, is, is Demon Slayer overhype? Is that enormous oyster that is now the best-selling, like, highest-grossing film franchise in Japan gonna spoil? Or is there a reason it sold so well, you know? Is it overhype? Does it match up to the excitement that everyone has for it? You know, is the the subset of people who think it's just, you know, it ain't shit. It's it's uh, carried by animation, as it were. Is that factual? I mean, that's the discussion that we're going to have today. I have my answer off the rip. But what podcast would it be if I told you that off the rip? I am just going to say that I am in the Twitter sphere. I have seen... The comments, and you know, it's just not the Twitter sphere. It's like word of mouth, too. Like, we have some friends who are also fellow anime weeps, dare I say, who won't watch Demon Slayer because it's, quote, overhype and basic generic story carried by good animation. And I'm like, all right, uh, that's your opinion, but we're going to talk about why their opinion is wrong. And before we get into it, you know, obviously, if you have not watched Demon Slayer, go watch it. Big spoilers, big spoilers is totally worth. Um, and then come back and make sure you listen to this after you've watched it, though. After you're current with season two, episode eight, I believe, was it? Or eight, uh, nine? Sure. Um, the episode of season two currently out um, looks like it was eight, I believe, right? Probably. Episode 44 of the total number count. Um, so yeah, heads up. Yes. Just basically be current with Demon Slayer before you listen to this and you're good. So yeah. So if you have been here, if you have come back after watching it, welcome back. And if you never left, good to have you. So Demon Slayer is this enigma of an anime slash manga. Cause in Japan it destroyed records. Like, you know, it was selling like something like. Just crazy amount, like, I think one volume sold, like, you know, 12, 13 million in this initial print. Like, they had, when it ended, they couldn't keep the manga in the um, magazine that it came out in in stock. The volume sold out. It was a wild phenomenon that hadn't really happened before, you know, because it's, it's kind of matching One Piece, but One Piece has had, what, 20 years on Demon Slayer? Like, One Piece is still largely you know that large gap but it's had so many volumes but if you kind of do it for inflation and everything i believe that i saw that it outsold one piece when you kind of do the whole you know rationalize everything and put it on the same table i mean i could see outselling one piece as it aired but maybe not as a as a franchise overall yeah like, oh definitely the, not the, one piece is the top i think it's number 20 in entertainment in history like it's it's crazy but but definitely to have your new show be competing with the old guard of manga and at this rate of 
of anime, you know, you're not wrong for it to be successful and for it to be exciting. There is a reason that these things are, are facts, you know? Yeah. And the argument is that I see a lot of the time is that, oh, you know, it's you foldable. Anything you foldable touches turns into gold, which, you know, I'm not going to lie. That is a, like people say the same thing about fate because the fate, um, series uh heaven's Field, was done by you foldable and those three movies are gorgeous and those three movies were wildly successful but fate fans are crazy i am a fate fan so i can speak to that i don't play fate go well i did but not anymore but i can say <laughs> it's a crazy fan base you know but yeah even with that even with the fate fan base being crazy even with you foldable doing it it still didn't come close to demon slayer so what set Demon Slayer aside? You say it's the animation, yet Ufotable has done other things like this. You know, there's other great animation as well. We all know about the infamous scene in My Hero Academia Season 5, I believe, with Deku versus Overhaul. Spoilers. Um, or, you know, just... There's so many great animations, and they can't all come to mind at the moment. But I feel like it's not animation alone. Because if it's animation alone, you know... Why are these other series that have amazing, like Vivi by Wit Studio? That was one of the prettiest animes I've ever seen. You know, dare I say, I'm pretty sure Attack on Titan is not in the numbers, but I, I, it's you know, it's it's more than animation. And as someone who like, let's just take last episode that we watched the previous Sunday. You had our boy Uzui, the pillar, the sound pillar, fighting Upper Six, the brother and sister combo, Daki and. Gyutero? Jeter? Gyutero. Yeah, Gyutero. It's like... Gyutero. Gyutero, yeah. It's like Japanese for like spinning sickle or something, I believe. Um, That was insane. Like that, his breathing style spinning festival or spring fireworks was crazy. Um, Zenetsu's thunderclap, always a treat. Tanjiro's twist and turns with his water breathing. Crazy. But, and it broke the internet. It was definitely exciting. Yeah. Um, but if I may play devil advocate here. You may. Like, like this is certainly the same kind of plot twist that we saw with the Mugen train arc. You know, not a, the exact same setup, but it was a bait and switch for the main villain, right? The Mugen train was enemy number one, and then we fucked everything we just did with the Mugen train to have... Uh, Gojiro fight one of the upper demons that happened to come out of literally nowhere yeah. in the context of that movie. So here we have that same kind of situation. We have the demon who we assume is upper six, and then it turns out, no, there was another demon hiding inside who's equally or more powerful, and okay, it's a duo, okay. Uh, so like, the the plot in terms of the the twists, doesn't feel, you know, it, it feels kind of repetitious with at least what we've seen so far in the major heart-tugging moments. Well, that's fair. You know, I will say, I am I would like to preface this by saying, I'm not saying Demon Slayer is the best anime in the world, because it's not. That's Yu Yu Hakusho or One Piece. Um, <laughs> but depending on the day. Yeah, depending on the day. Or Fruits Baskets, I'm sorry. <laughs> where, where are my loyalties? Um, but... It's something 
that the formula is, I feel like the best of the formula is done. Like, you know, chocolate chip cookies may not be the best cookie in the world, but this might be the best chocolate chip cookie in the world, if that makes sense. And I guess that's kind of confusing because I'm not saying Demon Slayer is the best shonen at all. So don't go quote me. Don't be like, hey, Static said that Demon Slayer is the best shonen because I didn't. Um, But what I'm saying is that it's had so much time, like the shonen genre has existed for so long, like since before we were born, you know, like Fist of the North Star came out in what, the 80s? Motherfucking Astro Boy in 1964. That's a mech anime. It is not a shonen. Bruh, Astro Boy. It's the first shonen slash mech anime ever produced. Maybe I'll give you that one because it's literally boy isn't the title but boom <laughs> they've had all this time to get it right so of course you expect higher better things and the argument isn't whether you know i feel like demon slayer is good i feel like you have to say that it's good like you can't look at it with the amount of sound uh sound engineering that's going into it the animation and even though people argue i like the story you know i like that we have this boy who he doesn't want to kill. He doesn't want to do this, but he still does it regardless because he knows what's in store. And I see a lot of people um, comparing. It's like, oh, Tanjiro, you know, is like the Deku crybaby or the Takamichi from Tokyo Revengers type crybaby character. But I'm like, unlike those, I don't feel like Deku. At the end of My Hero Academia, we know that there's a big bad that Deku has to beat. I don't feel like he will kill that person. I feel like it'll be like a Naruto Obito moment where, you know, there could be some type of twist or something or blah, 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 where it's like, oh, power of friendship or talk no jutsu. I'm not going to kill you because I don't believe in that. I believe in the good. And Tanjiro is a character where, yes, he builds sympathy for these demons and he may begrudgingly kill them, but he still does it. He still knows what he has to do and there is no way, there is no, I'm not going to kill you, I'm not going to do this. That was his sister, and he didn't do that, which, you know, some people could argue that. But overall, he's still doing what he needs to do, and he's still moving forward. Like So, here's one of the things I really appreciate about, like, Tanjiro's character and character arc, is that we get to see him go through this perilous time of his entire family being... Axe murdered by demons, right? He's out going to sell fucking charcoal that his family does. You know, he's just a regular ass village dude. And while he's out, his entire family gets murdered. Yeah. And his sister gets turned into a demon. And it's like, okay, that's a setup. And then, you know, we get introduced to the the world and the the humans that are fighting against the demons. Yeah, the, the demons demon are core. Um but when it comes to Tanjiro, our our protagonist, it's not like um Deku. It's not like that because we know from the jump. Deku's story is the I am the number one hero. Here's how I got there. Like, we don't know what's gonna happen to Tanjiro because it's it's a life or death situation constantly. And he, he is ever facing his inability to, to achieve his convictions. 
Like he's all about the belief in family and and very self-willed. So we don't have to worry about him not being compassionate and like driven towards his goals. But like his physical ability doesn't match up with that, which gets him into trouble. So the question there is, you know, is he going to, you know, is our main character going to be able to achieve what he wants to do and what we want him to like go and like achieve? Yeah. Com- compared to Deku, who we know the story ends with him being the greatest. The question is, okay, what's going to happen that gets us there? Yes. Which is, which is hype and exciting. And you get the chance to involve side characters, but at the base premise, first take, we know the result. So the stakes are a little less there. Yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, it's, it's the stakes. Cause we know we've seen a character we thought was going to win and pull it out with her and Goku. And you know, he died. And now here we are with another Hashira, this, um, this crazy, almost seems unobtainable level. Like you literally have to push past death to achieve the level that they are at. And he is, you know, poisoned and we don't know how it's going to look for him. Cause you know, like you said, we just kind of went through this with Rengoku. So, and these demons are something crazy. Like they don't fight on even terms. They fight them at night. They can regenerate. There's two of them this time. They have to be killed in a certain way. Um, so there's a lot of stakes, you know, even if our main character makes it, does, does, you know, the other people we care about, you know, is Usui going to make it out of this? Is Zenetsu, is Inosuke going to make it? Like, who's safe, you know? Um, definitely. The, the power dynamic between the demons and the humans is so off balance all of the time. And, and they really constantly emphasize that for good reason, because, um, there is a there is a, a a very technical difference between being a human who you know has a lifespan and grow old and weak and dies whereas your demons are immortal and they can go on killing and reviving at will forever until they're murdered so like the the struggle of the human race to not be murdered by demons in the 1920s is like it's refreshing because there's a finality to it. And, you know, it's not quite Game of Thrones where we just murder people for the 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 sake of, you know, the shock factor. Yeah. It is it is a known fact of this show that human death happens. It's inevitable. It is a fact of life. And the question for us is will our characters that we care about at least continue to struggle, even if their end comes too soon. You know? Yeah. And that added with the, you know, seeing the different thing, because, you know, there's really no superpowers in this. There is, like, just the absolute peak of human capabilities, really. Because at the end of the day, Goku says it, you know, I'm still human, you know. I have reached a level through breathing techniques and all that, but I'm still human. There's no breathing technique to fix a giant hole in my chest. Catch. Chest. Wow. Um, opposed to, like, this is, say, not even using Deku. Let's just go use Naruto, you know? <laughs> like Naruto has a demon built in him will that will, like, prevent him from dying for his own sake. Yes. And 
then not only that, you know, this man brought Guy back. He robbed Guy of one of the best deaths in anime, I feel like, which is another podcast or a video or something for another time. But, you know, so I would say we're already on a different journey with our main character and seeing, you know, his accomplices, seeing Nezuko, seeing Inosuke, who is hilarious, you know, and a good comic relief, but also like a serious fighter. And the same thing was Inetsu, you know, and it balances that. It's almost like an MCU movie, I feel like. I feel like the same people who hate Demon Slayer hate the MCU because it takes that tonal approach of like being really high quality while maintaining jokes and having that serious buffer. And we know someone who hates the MCU movies. <laughs> like, and and I'm not talking about... But he about, doesn't hate... He doesn't hate this show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he does. He said it's whatever. So, I don't know. Okay. He saw he saw the Mugen Train movie with us, so I guess, like... You know, that's all we can really ask is that you try. Yeah, but um, going back to... Just, like, the fact of it being overhyped. Another argument people have is that, oh, it's carried by animation. The manga didn't sell before this. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, when I feel like that's such, like, a hollow excuse, like, for it being overrated. You know, of course, there's going to be, like, Japan is one thing. But a lot, I feel like a lot more people consume anime in the visual media, like the, you know, television, streaming media capability opposed to the manga. You know, I've met a lot more anime watchers than I have manga readers. That's starting to change with the times, of course, but because as Def- manga De- becomes more accessible over here. Definitely. Um I I agree hundred percent with your point. The the availability of anime, whether it's translated, subbed for English or entirely dubbed uh in, in the English language, like the availability to watch content um is surpassed by the the popularity and availability for the North American market of manga. So definitely, like being able to sit down on Netflix and binge some stuff, being able to go to a streaming service and binge some stuff and like stay current on, on new releases is a lot more convenient than chasing down a book at a bookstore. Yeah, so, you know, you take that and you look at the fact that, yes, episode 19... Season one was the episode that broke the internet. You had people like Ninja, um, a lot of people who were Twitch streamers, a lot of people who weren't even really, you know, they watched anime, called Demon Slayer the best anime of all time, and put it out there. You know, the normies, per se. So that, of course, hyped it up a lot. But I feel like, look at things like Interspecies Review. That was, like, crazy. That was trending number one on Twitter, it went to the top of my anime list because everybody was like, yo, this is controversial. <laughs> like, this is what happened. But then it never really affected the manga sales. It never really, like, we never really heard more of it. It kind of just died off. You know, and you take something like Demon Slayer, it's still, you know, granted, Demon Slayer has another season and more source material. But, you know, there's still more manga for interspecies reviewer and things like that. But we didn't really hear about it in that same capacity. Yes, that it got carried by, you know, word of mouth. But at the same time, people, like, once you, they will come for something, but they stay for something else. Like, you've got the animation. I I give you that. The animation is great and carried, air quotes, you can't see that, but I'm air quoting right now. Air quotes, carried the show. It's anime. Like, 
it's animated. So saying that, oh, you only watch this because of good animation, like you wouldn't watch it if it was done by like a subpar studio or another studio that wasn't like, of course, I watched Seven Deadly Sins when it was done by A1 Pictures. <laughs> I, I was about to say, if, <laughs> if Studio Dean was given this in season three, it'd be game over. Like, yeah. Everyone would love <laughs> like, and hate this at the same time. Look at Attack on Titan, which some people <laughs> praise as the best anime of all time, or manga. Some people do. Not me, but some people. Like, they've transitioned over to MAPPA, and there's been so much backlash and things like that. So you can't just say all willy-nilly, oh, if this was a different studio, it wouldn't be as popular. I mean, that's fair, but one of the studios that picked it up happened to be one of the best in the industry. Like, as known for, you know, it's amazing the stuff with the Fate series or, you know, a plethora of other things. I know people are going to dog me for only remembering Fate, but I know Ufotable did other things. Um, but it's like, yes, that's animation's going to be the thing. And I feel like the voice acting as well is done very well. I enjoy all the different voices and you know, the laughs and gags, like Shinobu's voice actor is, we already know, you know, like Tanjiro's voice actor does a great job, Nezuko does a great job, Zenetsu Inosuke is amazing, amazing, probably my favorite voice actor on the cast next to Shinobu, but um, the voice acting, the music is crazy, like the sound, like, and the character design, as simplistic as it is, like each like think about it they all have the same uniform the only difference is their shawls which komodos i believe or are they also called or are they just shawls oh shit um komodo tops um there's a there's a specific word for the style of of overcoat yeah um the length of the kimono but i have immediately forgotten it same but you know like that's really the only you know they all wear the same uniform opposed to that so like that finding uniqueness in that and then the different fighting styles as well there's different breath techniques based off of you know different breathing styles and you know elements and things like that that's dope and also we've got mysteries in the story as well you know why has Nezuko access this power that should belong strictly to those who serve Muzan or you know what does what is the sun breathing technique that we just met is Zenetsu ever gonna wake the hell up when he's fighting you know like, what is going on with the master and all this stuff? So it's man, yeah. Why is the master gonna die? Yeah. Uh, side note: that type of coat is a a ha- haori. Okay, yeah, haori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we can maintain our street cred. Thank you. Uh, but definitely, you know, there there's a bunch of 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 mystery stuff that is really in, intriguing that that has been left. Um. Uh, to be answered and is really the hook for wanting to know more um and in 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 the visual design you know um like everybody has scars Mm -hmm. everybody so it's like okay what happened to hasha red number seven like why why are they missing an eyeball or like why is there a big ass streak across their face and they hate demons well, we can assume why they hate demons, but we need to know what happened to them specifically. Yeah. So, I mean, the OST is, you know, I don't want to say... The OST, as a person, you know, I had 12 years of band. I've listened to music my whole life. I have a family of musicians. So, I could say I'm pretty much an audiophile. So, the OST is banger. Like, it's not just your, you know, 
But then again, you rarely have misses in anime OSTs. So I feel like that I'll, I'll take that away. And let's say the animation is one thing for them. We'll take away the animation too. But I refuse to believe that the story is mid. Because yes, I've watched a very many shonen. I mean, our podcast is called Your Typical Shonen Protagonist. Like Yu Hawk Show is one of my favorite animes, which is, you know, a huge shonen. But Demon Slayer just kind of has a certain, like, finesse to it. It has a certain, you know, like, a certain it factor that, don't get me wrong, I love my hero. And, like, I don't get the same, you know, vibes that I do when I watch a My Hero episode opposed to watching a Demon Slayer episode. And I can't say that's because of the animation, because there has been... You know, fluctuations of my hero animation, but it's Studio Bones and normally do it a great job. Full Metal Alchemist was known for having great animation. All right. Let's let me jump in right right now. Brotherhood. That's the comparison I would make to to kind of the plot. Very specifically the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily the world or the success or the animation, but definitely the plot. Um yeah. You know, the drive of the main character being motivated uh, by tragedy and not like loneliness or misfortune, but like whole ass tragedy. And the goal is to affect change in the universe. Yeah. So like um, Edward's goal is to like restore his brother's body and his leg through the use of alchemy. Tanjiro's goal is to like figure out one how to murder demons and two like how to keep his sister from like being murdered and is there a way to revert her back to human like family and like convictions are the drive of both of these plots yeah and you know that is part of the reason it feels different now you're right 100 percent, and you know I get like, and I'm not trying to compare something to something else to make it sound like worse or better, but it's just one of those things where, you know, I feel like Demon Slayer has proven that it's not just hype because it has a retained what it has, you know, been given, whether you put that on the streamers who hyped it up, the Twitter community or whatever. Also the fact that it sold 82 million copies in 2020. Like, as of 2020. So, I'm not sure what it's up to now. But I know we've seen... We're starting to see season two. Um, We're almost done with season two. We saw the Mugen Train arc, which was huge. One of the biggest movies, if not the biggest movie, I think, in Japan. Um, At this point, it has surpassed... It is the number one highest grossing film released in Japan. Okay. Of any type. Hell yeah. Um, But, like... And people say... A lot of people, especially in America, think America is the only place in the world. So they go off what happens in America. And, you know, Demon Slayer is a worldwide phenomenon, especially over in his home country in Japan. Like, it's huge. Like, it's on buses and stores and all that. And they don't have the same Twitter we have. I, I'm not saying that they don't watch Ninja or they don't watch, you know, um, PewDiePie or whoever, because they probably do. But at the same time, you know... They're not the same as us, you know? Like, Black Clover was huge, I think, in Brazil, in the Spanish countries. But in America, it did piss poor. 
And I blame you all for us not having a second part. But, <laughs> bro. Well, I mean, I guess the other side of your point is Japan is making anime for the Japanese market. Yeah. Like they're paying attention to the success of the international releases. But when it comes down to it, their entire formula, the entire industry of production of animation and manga is selling to the enormous demographic of Japanese people. And whatever else comes after that is pure profit. Yeah. So the success and change of Black Clover, the success and a supposed overhype of uh, Demon Slayer, that's all coming from an outside perspective that the creators and producers may or may not care about when making decisions on what to do next with the franchises. True, true. So, but yeah, you know, I mean, basically, I feel like I've seen a lot of slander of Demon Slayer, and I feel like that it's not necessarily warranted. I do understand where it's coming from. But I feel like we just can't sit here and say it's overhyped. It's like the same argument that One Piece is too long. That's why it's bad. Like, if you're watching <laughs> the best story ever, like, what you only want 20 episodes of it. But then I'm biased. Maybe. I will say I'm biased in the One Piece territory because I love One Piece. But then if you don't like One Piece, you're also kind of biased. because you. Pro- if you watched, and then a lot of people ask the question, how much of One Piece do you have to watch before you can say that you don't like it? And the answer is however much you watch. You just have to tell me why you don't like it. And you can't say because it's long. And you can't give reasons that are prevalent in your other favorite shows. <clears throat> Dog. You're, you're still you're still coming for this motherfucker. I no am. No matter what. I'll put him on blast <laughs> on a whole other podcast. Oh, man. He gonna quit the podcast. It's okay. He that he quits quit. or is that, <laughs> that he has an opinion? It's okay that he has an opinion. That's what makes okay. conversations interesting, you know. Um yeah. But yeah, I would say just overall, I feel I don't feel like Demon Slayer is the best anime out there. It's definitely not, in my opinion. It's not even my favorite, but I don't feel like we can keep calling it overhype because it's not. Like, it is hype. It lives up to what, in my opinion, it lives up to what it is. You know, if I'm describing Demon Slayer to someone, I'm going to say you're going to deal with like a, you know pre i think edo time period is that what it is um what you're gonna deal with i think it's 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 post edo yeah. it's i looked this up it's the taisho period from 1912 to 1926 okay uh before uh the meiji period gotcha we got into with world war ii and K- hironi kenshin so it's pre meiji area um it's the samurai or i mean not even samurai it's like a you know, pre-Edo or pre-Meiji po- time period. Yep, post-Edo. So after the 1800s, the end of the 1800s, where we introduce, um, you know, uh, English-speaking foreign countries to Japan. Yes. So it's something that fits that time period. It's a suspense thriller, um, high-action anime that deals with, you know, semi-serious tones of loss and final there's no dragon balls in it no one's coming back unfortunately no matter how many times you cry at the end of the Mugen Train arc no one's coming back um, man I not cried twice at this point because I watched the movie and I watched the anime and it still got me <laughs> you know what messed me up is real so I'm one of the few people like yourself who probably watched the movie and then gone back and watched the adaptation in the anime format 
seeing that episode before, like, Rengoku got on the train messed me up. Like, with man. the bento boxes, I'm just like, dang, what a man, what a Chad. Like, when he chased that demon down, it was like, let me buy your lunch boxes so the family wouldn't starve and... Just well, s- so the family wouldn't be murdered by demons on his quest to kill them. Yes. And, like, you know, to support them as well. So Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but- and when they, oh my gosh, when, when, when the grandma hit him with the, I remember a flame Hashira saving me 47 mm-hmm. years ago. Was that you? And he's like, no. That was probably my dad. And it's like, not my asshole dad, but like my flame Hashira dad. I'll tell him that he was a hero. And it's like, Rin Goku, how are you so like true? Mm-hmm. Man. He is he is the goat, man. Rin Goku. Like he is the goat. Did you just say did you just say Rin Goku? I did. Alright, we gotta wrap this up because I'm <laughs> I'm I'm done. That's fine. Uh, no matter how exciting it, it, Rin Goku is. Thank you. It, there, there is a line in which they say Rin Goku is overhyped. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. Um, I have a really good and engaging time with Demon Slayer. Um, like it, it is of all of the things that are currently released. Like that's the thing I'm keeping up with because it, it checks all of my boxes. Yes. It's action, it's mystery, it's horror. And, and you know, while my hero is exciting, given the two, this one, you know, is, is more of my shit, of my taste, than, than the other one. So Not definitely, it is a, a great show, incredibly well-produced, incredibly engaging. Um, I don't know if I would put it up in my top ten. But it doesn't need to be, you know? True. It it doesn't need to be. Like, I wouldn't put Attack on Titan in my top ten. Because I have I, I have hang-ups with the production and the excitement of the story and whatnot. But, yeah. like, still, equally, that's an incredibly engaging story. So, it's worth watching. It's worth uh, engaging with the media and taking in the story. And, you know... You don't have to be turned on and and like attention span fully focused in a show like this, which is great. That's that's part of the stuff I want. I sometimes it's great to really be challenged by a show to like really be uh, lore heavy, mystery heavy. Like you got to pay attention to all of the things to see where the plot is going. But then there's stuff like this where it's incredibly straightforward. Mm-hmm. like here is the story partake in it and for me I'm like yes that's what I want I want a relaxing and engaging show that I can just like watch I agree and not have to think too hard about it so uh, definitely I agree with you watch Demon Slayer it's not overhype yes and you know let us know what you think as well like reach out to us on Twitter you know reach out to us anywhere and tell us, like, if you think it's hype. If you think I'm wrong, you know, just at me, at Static Dreads, and tell me I'm wrong. And we can talk about it. We can discuss. And most importantly, I want to put this disclaimer out there. Probably should put this at the beginning. But your opinion is valid. However you feel, as long as you back it up. 
Like, you just can't say that something sucks because it sucks. Or even you can. I can't tell you to do that. I don't pay your bills. So you can say whatever you want to say, honestly. But I feel like if we're going to have responsible conversation in the medium of anime and just everything in general, we have to back our stuff up with words and knowledge of the topics that we're talking about. If you just don't want to watch it because it's not your thing, that's also fine. But if you have never watched it and you just call it overhype, that is a problem. No matter what it is. You know, I watched Boruto so I can say I feel like Boruto is trash. <laughs> so we can validate our opinions. Yes. yes I, I feel it. I feel it. So far. Because we've only made it so deep. I mean, I ain't gonna but, lie. I, I mean, went back I, and I watched some stuff too because I thought it was, I heard it was getting good. So I went and watched the good stuff. And I still was like, eh. Because, eh. I just, I just don't like Boruto because... It feels like it rode the coattails of the main cast, then it threw it apart. And also, we're not focusing, we're only focusing on Boruto and Kawaki. Like, what about the rest of the generation? But anyway, you know, that's the whole conversation for another podcast. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But of course, uh, you can catch this podcast on all your podcasts. Just talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast at your typical Shona protagonist or at your TSP on Twitter. Kai, of course, he's over at Static Dreads on Twitter. Uh, Let him know that Boruto is fucking goat and he's wrong in every single way. Um, And we'll discuss it. We will will catch y'all next week for more. Your typical Shona protagonist.